0: This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope.
1: A-W-R, Ghana,
2: Voice of hope,
0: Dear friend, today's program was made with you in mind. We have for you the heart of the church, pillow talk, good music, and present truth. Please stay with us. It's time for that segment, The Heart of the Church.
2: Hello, welcome once again to your program, The Heart of the Church. We are so thankful to God we can meet like this every day to study His Word. My name is Emmanuel Lai and I want to welcome our friends to help us do this.
3: Gloria osama
2: Please, you're so welcome to the studio. And thank you so much for coming every time to help us. We're going to look at some more characters, as we mentioned yesterday, Daniel, Ebu and even the city Babylon, to see how we're going to understand scripture from these perspectives. And a lot of archaeological findings are proven that the Bible is accurate with its facts. Like in 2007, we had a scholar from the University of Vienna and uh, who found out something related to the king Nebuchadnezzar, I think. And uh, I think there's another name, um, Nebuchadnezzar's Sasekim, who was one of the officials in Nebuchadnezzar's days. It's recorded in Jeremiah, actually. So this goes back to that fact that the Bible is factual and it's true. And archaeology has found some things that the Bible has spoken about. Maybe you can give us some more insight with the book of daniel for example and uh, gloria can you give us some more insight into what book of daniel can i mean we found out also from book of daniel
3: that uh, according to god's word um daniel one eight. yes though in exile daniel purposed in his heart that he wouldn't defile himself with the food and then the wine from the king's court and that's attitude was as a result of what he had learned from the past and he had developed that character and we know the outcome in Daniel 4, 34, 37, that he excelled. He and his friends, they excelled so much so that he was elevated to that position of a governor. And because he was so resolute in God's word and in, in obeying the will of God, it even got to the point that a whole Nebuchadnezzar was converted through Daniel's actions. Yeah.
2: Nebuchadnezzar as we mentioned again and you know he had a son and the dynasty continued. I wanted to expand on that still looking at what Bible has brought out from this historical facts.
4: Okay. We, we all do know and accept from history that there has been a town or a city called Babylon. but we know that this Babylon is a great city was a great city and indeed it was more or less established by Nebuchadnezzar and Neb- ne- Nebuchadnezzar. now, The description that the bible has given about the book uh the city babylon that is exactly what archaeologists are finding for instance they tell us that that city was very big it had more than 300 temples it also had uh double walls of 12 i mean 22 feet thick then this wall was also gated with twelve um, eight gates. Now one of them, which is the Gate of Easter, has been found in some one German... Um, it has been excavated uh-huh, by Germans. And then they have reconstructed this in one of their museums. Okay. So all this confirm that some of these things have happened. And they give us more evidence to the fact that these historical facts that we identify they really existed in biblical times
2: and then as we go on Daniel chapter 7 verse 4 maybe Gloria can read it for us briefly as we go to the question there
3: the first was like a lion and had eagle wings I watched till his wings were plucked off in relation to uh, the symbol Uh uh, of Babylon the kingdom of Babylon been predicted as a lion with eagle rings and it's we are told that it conforms directly with the symbol of the babylonian kingdom which is what a uh, lion that's now discoveries have proved that the lion has be as is, is proven as the uh, symbol for the babylonian kingdom that's they have been proved that an image of a huge lion pouncing on a man was found during excavations okay. and then the Ishtar is lined with images of 120 lions depicting to us that the Bible doesn't even lie uh-huh. when it comes to depicting symbols of uh, kingdoms that were prophesied in the work okay. of God.
2: Thank you so much. So then comes the character of Daniel which I want us to go back to Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 and I want us to conclude that with us. So briefly Daniel purposed in his heart uh, what he purposed so to speak what should be attitude as we also go to this at, at archaeological findings which are proving the Bible does speak the truth
4: so now the Bible is history the most important thing is that we are able to apply some of these historical aspects to our lives now we see that when Daniel purposed that he would remain faithful God rewarded him he gained favor from God, and we have a lot of illustrations to that. Therefore, his faithfulness was rewarded. In our case, then it means that if you also remain faithful, we will also be rewarded. But then, before we can remain faithful, it takes a conscious effort, just the same way as Daniel did, he purposed. So we also need to take conscious efforts and make the necessary commitment in order for us to achieve some of these things, as in the case of Daniel. Thank you so much. And our
2: dear listener, we are at the end of another session of our program. We've seen Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar, and Babylon, and how we are relating these things to the understanding of Scripture. We'll be coming your way tomorrow to look at the historical Jesus. And uh, I think with that, we have another interesting study to come up with. Until we come your way again tomorrow, as we said, with the historical Jesus, stay blessed.
5: Hello listener out there. Welcome to our program Pillow Talk. I know you love this program. The last time we came your way with some interesting topics and we thank you for your support and the contributions. Today too we have come your way with a very interesting topic as well. And to help me to discuss this topic I have my ABLE panel members. I would like you to know them. They will introduce themselves to you. Then after that, we will continue with the discussion. Panel members, you are welcome to Pillow Talk. Thank Thank you you for your time. It's not easy getting you, but you have made it possible to be here. I would like my listener there to also know you. So starting from my left, I want you to introduce yourselves. Thank you. I am Patience Amatando. Madam Patience is a pastor's wife. I
1: am Ajoa Jemfua Boatin.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And I'm also Jumayuma Adowa upon every. Thank you very much, panel members, once again for your time. As I said, the topic is premarital sex. Very interesting topic, I know, and very common one. But we want our v- listener there to understand what premarital sex is, what normally drives people into this premarital sex. Is there any dangers, any problems that one can encounter? Then we'll look at the preventions that we can give to the listener out there. So I will begin with Madam Ajua. When we talk about premarital sex, what is it? Thank you.
1: Premarital sex is sexual activity before marriage or sex outside the confines of marriage. where the sexual activity occurs between two people who are not married it is known as fornication when it occurs between a married person and someone who is not married it is known as adultery but basically
5: sex before marriage is premarital sex okay so you have made us understand that uh, premarital sex basically is when you involve yourself in sexual activity before you get married all right thank you for that one um miss opong What normally drive people into this premarital sex? In other words, what are the causes? So that our parents there who are listening to us will really take note of these things even as they stay with their kids at home.
6: Um, Okay, thank you. Um, I'll say that what causes an individual to indulge in premarital sex one main would be the individual himself, him or herself. So okay. peer pressure. Yeah. So when the person gets pressure from the peers that if you, everybody's doing it, okay. if you don't do it, then it's like you are not worth it or you are inferior among the group that oh, okay. you are in. So it pushes the person to, to then go, into go in for it. For okay. it.
5: Okay. So peer pressure is one, of, pressure is one um, of the causes. If you can just add something to it. Sometimes too, when they, there's a lack of parental care. Oh, all right. People just roam about. That's where the peer pressure comes, comes in. in. When parents are not in good terms with their children, they tend to listen to their peers. Okay. And also, there are at times certain areas, it's like a culture. Everybody is doing it. And therefore, I have to also do it. Oh, As okay. Madame Jimama said, yes. if you don't do it, you are seen like an inferior person, yeah. which is wrong. Oh, okay. Auntie Jua, please, do you want to add something Yeah, to the watching
1: pornographic mat- uh, materials, okay. reading pornographic materials can also
5: Cause lead somebody to do that. Yeah. Do anyone us want to add something? On um, the I, I also
6: think that financial constraints. Okay. Some younger people, when their family don't have enough finances okay. to support them, okay. then they tend to... People who are working mm-hmm. who can
5: so that they get support from them, exactly
6: to go to school to feed themselves, and sometimes even the family also benefits from this premarital wow, sex. Yeah. The child is involved, okay. so it becomes a very huge issue okay.
5: that affects
6: so that individual. comes to
5: buttress what Madame Patient said. Care, yes. Care. Mm-hmm. yes, it comes to buttress that one. Thank you very much. Um, there is also this um misconception about premarital sex that. If you don't do it this, that I think that is why you said you are inferior. Yes. Can we add other things, other misconceptions that people have? In these premarital sex, apart from people seeing you as inferior, any other misconceptions? Maybe Auntie yeah. Adewa. Yeah,
1: some feel that they need to engage in premarital sex to know whether they will be compatible okay. with their spouses, uh-huh. and that is wrong oh, that because is wrong. you don't know how many people you'll be sleeping with before you get married. Hey, but that is also important. Oh, if you don't <laughs> no, so that means oh. you sleep with twenty people. Oh, okay, that is, then, if you yeah, don't find one, this get person to compatible, it's, it's, it's you look wrong. for
5: another person, and it's wrong. It's wrong, madam. You want to add something? And people also that? say that uh, you have to test just as you are buying. In the car. You have to test the car. Oh, before you know, <laughs> forgetting that you, you are not an object, you are not You are
1: not.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> so you. That, that also drives other people to people into to into the marital tasks. sex. Tasks. They really think they good. have to try, find and out what it whether is, whether is before is they actually go in. Others also think that uh, if you don't practice. On your wedding night, you you look awkward. or oh, okay. You disgrace yourself. Mm-hmm. So they think you have to practice outside marriage. You will not mm-hmm. know. You will not know the styles and other things that you need to you and know it's, it's bring, wrong, bring on board, and which is also wrong. All right, um, our listener out there, I think you are following us. Our panel members are trying to help us to understand what premarital sex is. They have delved into what normally drives people into doing these things. Parental control. If you listen to them, it's one of the factors, financial constraints, as Ms. Opon said, and other things, as Madame Patricia Ospitian said, that people think that they will feel awkward and therefore they involve themselves in this premarital sex. I would like us to go into the effect of it, the effect of this premarital sex. I I want to start with you, Miss Opan.
6: Um, for the effects, I would say generally we would have physical effects, we would have physiological effects, oh, okay. and we would have psychological oh, so, effects. So, so, so yes, we'd have, have to yes. Mm-hmm. So for physical effects, yes. I would talk about physical effects. Okay. Uh usually uh physical effects so you would be putting yourself at risk for so many um sexually infectious diseases or infections. uh, Because it's possible that you're not even aware of let's say the use of condom to avoid yourself from getting Mm -hmm. this and you are indulging in the act with several people. You're putting yourself at risk. And for females too, since you are young, your canal is also small, okay. so when you are indulging in, let's say, an adult, you might even have some tears, okay. so that's a physical damage to your that vaginal canal. That you really canal.
5: experience with yes, your body, okay. Auntie Adwa, you want to add something to the effect?
1: Okay, so it can also lead to pregnancy.
5: Unwanted uh, one, uh, Unwanted of course. pregnancy,
1: yeah. and unwanted pregnancy can make you drop out of school, okay. can delay your marriage, uh-huh. okay, and it can even break your marriage, oh. subsequent
5: marriages okay. that you all right. Madam Patience, mm-hmm. you want to add something? One, one more thing I want to add is uh, when you indulge yourself in premarital sex, yeah. there's a the danger that when you finally settle with okay. one man, you try to compare mm. your previous experience. Oh, yes. Because a are practicing. And it because can lead to mm-hmm. unfaithfulness yeah. 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 in yeah. marriage. Yeah. Thank you very much, panel members. Um, so soon our time is going to an end. But we haven't finished with this topic. Uh, I can assure you we will come your way and try to continue... You wanted to add something, Madam Jimama. Yes, you can add.
6: Yeah, I also wanted to add up to what uh, Madam Patience yes, was said, saying. Yeah. It, in the psychological effect you've had sexual encounter with several people okay. and it's possible that you are you might be attached to one of them. Yeah. So if it doesn't work out to marriage, mm-hmm. then you might also feel a certain way that you just guilty of oh, you've okay. slept with all these people and oh. none of them worked you are still oh. single. Oh. So it could really affect you psychologically okay. and some people might even go through depression in other states oh, okay. which isn't yes.
5: helpful yes oh, okay so it, it means that it has you know health implications as yes, well it does. and therefore we have to be very careful mm-hmm. madame i want to add the last one okay um when you go through this
1: mm-hmm. it might also make you not trust anybody Because you had sexual intercourse before marriage. Mm -hmm. So you might think that your husband can also cheat on you with another
5: person. So you can have trust issues here. We'll also be worrying you all the time and therefore trust can be affected. So as I said, we haven't finished with the topic, but our time is up for now. And therefore, we will come your way another time and continue with this interesting topic, premarital sex. I hope you are listening to us, you are following us. And if you are a parent out there, I hope you are also following us so that you know your role to play. We will come back. If you don't really know, we will come back and, you know, discuss about what our roles are as parents. We will come back and therefore we will know what to do so that we will help our wars not to go into this premarital sex. Once again, it has been the program Pillow Talk. And my panel members once again have been Madame Jimama Opon, Madam Ajuan and Sendu Boatin, and Madame Patience and Matando, who is also a pastor's wife. Your host Matilda Obinchre. This is Pillow Talk. Thank you for listening to us.
1: Oh Lord my God When I In awesome wonder
4: Savior, God, to Thee,
3: how great Thou art, how great Thou art.
1: That Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home. What joy shall fill my heart.
3: Then I shall bow with
0: have another segment for you and that is present truth
7: I greet you all in the mighty name of Jesus this is present truth with your pastor Charles Echanfordia shall we bow down our heads and go to the Lord in prayer oh father in heaven the creator of the universe we thank you for this day about to listen to your word we ask that you speak so that we hear your voice in Jesus name Amen the caption for today's sermon is what are you doing with John's head what are you doing with John's head let's read Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 but seek ye first the kingdom of god and all other things shall be added unto you dear friend what are you seeking in your life what do you want in your life what have you been trying to get in your life the bible says you should first seek the kingdom of god and other things shall be added but many of us are now craving for worldly things, worldly pleasures are we now craving for, are you seeking for the kingdom of God and its righteousness? That is what I want you to look for. There is a story in Matthew chapter 14 verse 3 downwards which talks about John who had been put in prison. Because he told Herod that, Herod, you have married your brother's wife, Herodian. Your brother, Philip, died and you have married her. It is not right. So John told him, you shouldn't do that. Some of us, when we are confronted with our evil deeds, we become annoyed. We don't want people to tell us of our wrongs. We always want to be praised. Even when we are at fault, Herod was annoyed. He decided to do something to John, but he couldn't because he knew John was a prophet. It got to a time that he was having his birthday and the daughter of Herodias came and she danced. So Herod told her that, what do you want from me? Ask and I will give. The daughter went home and informed the mother that this is what my dad says I should ask. She came back and the mother told her, go and request for John's head. She went, she requested for, and Herod went and chopped off the head of John and killed him. They put it on a plate and she brought it back home to the mother. My friend... This story that I've just said, it is about you. Many of us are requesting so many things in our lives that are not necessary. Many of us are into so many things that are not necessary in our lives. What are you using John's head for? Herodias requested for John's head. The daughter requested for it. But what, what was she going to use it for? Many of us have requested for so many things in our lives that are not needed you have requested for fornication you're fornicating with a man you're fornicating with that woman that you have not married you a married man going down so low to have extramarital affairs is it not shameful what are you using it for what are you using it for You have requested for John's head and you are not going to use it for anything. Friend, what are you using it for? You become annoyed and people are not able to stand before you. What are you using that John's head for? You are not going to send it to heaven. Friend, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus and he will save you. What are you using John's head for? May the Lord help you so that anything that has come your way, that you think is not good for you, 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 you desist from it and you come to Jesus. May the Lord bless you and be with you. Don't use ask request for John's head, but request for Jesus to come your way. Shall we pray? Father Lord, we don't want John's head anymore, but we want you to come our way. Continue to bless us and be with us in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: We would like to hear from you, so call us on the number plus 233 plus You can also email us at the address AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com you can also write a letter to us using the postal address: Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS 17564, Edum Kumasi, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you. AWR
7: Ghana, voice of hope. Voice of hope.